0: So this is the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach. It's been a crazy couple of days here in Austin, Texas. Met a lot of people, heard some great panels. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch up with why the Lucky Stiff for an interview, but he promised me that we'll do that in the near future. I did get a bootleg copy of his concert on Tuesday afternoon. The audio quality in this is pretty rough, but I've edited as best as I can. And I hope you'll enjoy it.
1: This is a band, the Thirsty Cups, uh, the Yoni Clip, the Dick Clip, and uh, Chris Carlisle and Oliver Radian. And they've accompanied me here to uh, talk to you about programming and coding and just like uh, the love affair that we have with it. So um, yeah, um, my name's the Lucky Stiff, and I know a lot of you um, may wonder if that's like a real name or whatever. and. I want to assure you that it is a real name but it's not my real name it's uh, it's the name of the Gundam suit that I'm wearing right now <laughs> this that you see right here is actually a Gundam suit it's like you know it's fully robotic and uh, inside I'm a cartoon bear and I was sort of sort of looks like in the phylum of the Berenstein bears but a lot longer nose very exaggerated and I always have rice on my face
2: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
1: The Thirsty Cups here, uh, this is really our first gig together, and um, we're having a good time. Um, We we think that our logo needs to be like a happy cup, like a big happy cup that's drinking a littler cup, you know? (laughs) And then Din added an unhappy little cup. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) So, um, yeah, why have you... well, what is the point of, of our visit today? Well, I mean, let's just get this out of the way. There really isn't, okay? I mean, we are destined to be off topic. We're destined to be, um, you know, to, to be... <laughs> I mean, don't, there's, there's really not going to be any reason, but, um, you know, that's that's the point. Yeah, don't take notes. It, that, that's, that's pointless. Um, let's see if we can get this to work. I've got some interactive stuff that we can play with, but... Uh, I don't know. Are you guys in the wireless network? Has it been okay for you? Yeah, okay. So so. Okay, give it another go. Thumbs up. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what you'll need to do is um, put in, you know, just in case you lose your connection or whatever, so you can log back into your session. Uh, just. You know, very informal, just username and password. And um, has anybody successfully gotten in? Like yeah. they have an account and yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, hey, all right. So yeah, there's like a little Ruby window there on the right hand side. Uh, a lot of what I'm going to be well, whatever. I'm part of the topic today is going to be on the programming language Ruby, and in in that window. Is an interpreter that you can sort of run code in and stuff like that. And um
2: okay, so did part of a lesson pop up there? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, right, great.
1: <laughs> this is like—it's got a rhyme in the middle there.
3: Oh, long bats, yes. Someone guessed Leone's
1: favorite animal. <laughs> okay. So uh, what you're doing here is you're running a method on um, a class that that I've created that's called Poem. And, um, yeah, basically feeding it words that it can then restructure as a poem. Somehow. It was really profound. It was really preferring my sweet sweet ass there for a while. Um, so um, the idea here is that is that with just a browser you can you know run some code and and fool around with it. And in this setting, you know, I, I don't know how many of you know Ruby, but probably a good degree of you have, have done some programming if you're here. Um, the idea is is that it, it, is to shoot for you know maybe a simpler way of instructing and something that's a little bit more immersive you know I mean we have the tools here to go ahead and start you know start building on top of this so you know I mean what I imagine is a class of school kids that opens the browser and they've got a Ruby session running in there and there there, there are a couple college courses that are using this um, this technology. And with the idea that the teacher feeds them lessons through the browser, and they pop up as as you go along, and um, and that the group can, can work together on the projector to make you know to make stuff happen, and um, and uh, basically by 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 uh, logging the students' activities and watching their progress, you can um, you know, work with each student to help them move from one step to the next so uh, um, <laughs> let, me t- let me ask this does anybody have any problems with it? tell me what, what's going on okay are you guys on the 172.18 network, I mean maybe I don't know if your IPs show that What's that? I just see it saying no every time. Oh, okay. Or what browser are you in? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. This you Oh, really?
3: It just really likes the Wombat
2: Vengeance cola. Can
1: you blame it? Oh, my browser's frozen. How do you like that? Um. Yeah. So some kinks. I recently, I recently converted to using Flash because we were using our our magic before to do it. So, um, but the Linux Flash, uh, I don't. It seems kind of flaky. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, that that's that's kind of how that works. Okay. So yeah, right now my system is running forty five different Ruby sessions in order to accomplish this, and it's using about. 300 megs of memory to do so which I'm hoping to strip down as time goes on, but right now it's a forking server so basically it grows as it goes along. Every time you add more people, um, the main process that's keeping track of the other ones grows and I have some ideas for getting it done, but it's actually pretty manageable Um, I've been running a site at tryruby.hobbits.com that is a there's a Ruby interpreter you can freely access some of you may have seen it but um, it's it served like four million lines of Ruby code, you know, executed Ruby code, and at, at, I think the peak, the, the maximum amount that machine can handle with a gig of memory is 150 sessions. So it's well within reason that, you know, a pretty sizable group. I was actually, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm worried about RailsConf that's coming up. It's like a 400 person deal. I don't know if we'll, I don't know how we'll handle that volume of people. Um, But it's still, you know, I I think the, the front end here still needs some work, but...
3: a moment to be on time.
0: Yes, yes. So hands free, right?
2: Absolutely.
0: And with the dual core? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that weak dual core it's like the old turbo button. of the old days. Stuff like the Really as cool as an elephant? That's not how it. it works. It's a converging, global community. This is like a huge food fight, and the whole world is just throwing technology at each other. It you people like you that are polluting the future with ideas about things that we've already done before. Oh, so here we go. Well, all hop in
3: at once to add. That's it. Know. Yeah, you should get out of the future before the angel plenty comes out of the sky.
1: You know, and his kids would come home dirty, and he just got sick of his kids coming home with these rub-off tattoos all over their bodies, and, you know, just just really wanted to solve this problem, so he invented this amazing cleansing agent that uh, it's, it's so potent that it can only be administered in bomb form. Like, one drop produces 500 megatons, I think it was, of soap suds. And so, um, like, yeah, he, he'd have all kinds, all different kinds, you know, like... Uh, Pomade, you know They would like drop pomade on a city And uh, all the, everybody Can come out styled, you know Like no cow or horse Would like leave the place I'm groomed, you know Like everything was just slick as could be And um, so on Oprah's show They had this like sample city That they created with Oprah staffers You know, just people from all walks of life Filthy people though, you know I mean they had to be sort of, you know Ragamuffin types You know, You but you have your sweaty businessmen And you have your sort of, you know Just like b- besmirched hobos And so, um, yeah, yeah So they're in a helicopter <laughs> and, and they're watching the bomb go down It hits, okay The place just goes bleach white, you know Everything just sparkling, you know The TV image is just, it's just white You know, it's just pure white And, um, you know, when things settle They realize, they look down and all the people have been turned Into these green triangles Okay Like just these perfect, pure green triangles Like shiny at uh, uh, the Three corners And
2: uh,
1: the guy, Oprah looks at the guy and she said, what did you do? You killed all these people on my show. I mean, I was like glued, you know, this was like amazing. uh, What what is this lady's luck? I mean, lately. So like, um, (laughs) the guy says to her, what? 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 I mean, they're perfectly clean. You know? And she was just abhorred and I just you know, I mean as we look towards the future, you know, I think we'll come to realize that you know that that those green triangles are, are perfect and pure and we can get along with them just like we do with anybody else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He said, well, what am I supposed to do? is that um, they have a, an adopted brother who uh, gets into all sorts of mischief and uh, they they've uh, he leaves a computer in their room and they start tinkering around with it and they go to other places and stuff like that and the song right there is uh, they're sort of arguing about whether or not to pursue you know the, the adventurous lifestyle and um, these sort of like stereoscopic images that I've been working on they um, Sort of how I envision this thing coming together is basically, you know, like a book, sort of. But I don't know if we could do this. I mean, it's just really sort of like, um, you know, like like a, like like a computer. It would be sold as a computer, and on the on the left hand side would be the text that can be paged between, and then on the right hand side would be a console that they could use to to program on, and. Um, You know, these stereoscopic images would replace the console from time to time and just flicker there as they're telling, as they're reading the story. Just to sort of, you know, play around with what could be done with illustrations and computers, you know, in terms of reading a novel, but still keeping, like, a lot of the, like, you know, a lot of the warm warmth of reading a book, you know? And, um, so I'm releasing this under a license that's non-commercial, the book will never be printed unless someone can come up with the technology to, like, create that special book. And, um, I guess it really depends on if when the first, you know, when the first pages come out at the end of this month, if, um, if it's attractive to people, you know? I mean, I'm doing my best to really write a story that's compelling and it's not too crazy long and it's still something that... You know, the kids would read and sort of—I don't know—it's an experiment. Who cares? I, I mean, if it—you know—whatever happens. But um, you know, I—I don't really want to sell it as a book. You know, I mean, it—it it seems like—it seems like—you um, know—do we sit down in the future and and sort of just—you know—come up with whatever whatever's the next thing? You know, we came up with with this programming language. We add up, add this onto it and you know, make little steps forward or or do we try something that's completely you know, try switching around. So it seems far fetched to create maybe a book computer, but um I, I'm I'm hoping that the that that the story will be compelling enough that people kids will want to see it published, you know, and that the technology will be created as a result. I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Yeah. yeah. Does that sound okay? Woo-hoo. Okay. So can one of
3: you come up with one of these books by like
0: June? How
2: many? I don't know. Two as questions. long as we get to do me. the
1: prototype thing where you invite us into the lab and have to put on the art, and it's floating there. and If awesome. I could get a lab coat from somebody, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, is there anybody who thinks, it's a, who thinks it's sort of a ridiculous idea? And uh, I mean, not ridiculous, but it's these flaws, or... <laughs> yeah, sure. Miss Speakings. Um, so this, this, uh, this guy that I know um, he, he grew up really loving baby whales, you know and um, he, he had pajamas that had like the baby like the beluga on it. It's like the chubby little whale with this happy little, you know, spout coming out of its (laughs) blowhole, and he like loved those pajamas, and he loved he had a mobile too, I think, or mobile, or um, so like he he uh, he was really into whales, and he wanted to train whales, but you have to climb up the zoological hierarchies, you have to start with smaller animals, and so he got to the orangutan level. And he had these twelve orangutans under his cube. He was still really shooting through the whales, but these twelve orangutans loved him and they knew everything about him. And he trained them really well. In fact, one day, one year for his birthday, they
2: decided to do something special for him. So they all locked arms, sort of at the elbow, right? You know, got into the shape, and it was the shape of a whale.
1: I mean, I was like, stick with whales, man. You're a really good trainer, you know. And, but he was like He's just lost in this fantasy So, he comes to to work Twelve orangutans in this whale shape And they're like, you know Jumping around the pool And it it looks like a real whale He believes it, he's like flipping out i made it, you know And like, they feel like they couldn't get out of the pose then Because that would sort of ruin That would sort of ruin his birthday And, and You know Furthermore, they were sort of thinking, "What were we trained for anyway? Just to be orangutans?" And you know, I mean, here we have something. So, <laughs> so you know, he was this, he trained the whale now, and just did a great job. And his daughter would come by and play with the whale and stuff. But she played a little rough. She would tickle the you know the whale, and sort of it made the orangutans lose their concentration. And they sort of you know they, one day they fell and formed this time portal shape. And the girl <laughs> fell into the time portal. She was transported back to the year thirteen, thirteen. And um, so <laughs> they, they sort of flipped out at that point, and they ran away and and, and he hid. And and uh, and this guy Eddie Quilts, he comes into he comes into work, and he's looking, you know, where, And he looks everywhere, and he he can't find them. You know, they're gone. They're lost. And and it was never resolved for them. I mean, the, the orangutans things were actually hiding inside the, um, the the big, the upper cab of the camper, that thing that protrudes over the cab. I mean, that's the last place in the world that anybody looks for anything, <laughs> and they, they they were. So, you know, the whole thing just stayed totally unresolved. I mean, the girl, actually, back in the year 1313, she, she found some cannibals to live with, and she looked like a wild animal, and. You know, she totally forgot about her other life, except that she was able to make a cheesecake out of human flesh. You'll stick around and just we'll speak afterwards. Um, yeah, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day.